Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. You'll never have the sacred stone. <laughs> oh, this you crazy mother. Welcome to this week's edition of Skip the Tutorial, number one video game podcast in Baltimore. I'm one of your hosts this week, Bryant Bunk Daniels. And joining me across the universe on Skype is none other than Todd Roy Jones Jr. Fortner. What's going on, man? I'm not knocked out. I'm doing great. I'm feeling great. Let's skip all that. I kind of want to I cut you off during the during the extra Patreon episode. And I want to thank everybody for listening. And we'll get into the intro and all the other kind of shit. But specifically the Patreon uh, people, thank y'all for listening. But I cut you off. To try, because I was so excited about getting into the show. We had a power surge, and I don't want to take the chance. <laughs> don't want to risk it. Up in, you know what I'm saying? But I did cut you off in the midst of something like because of the power surge. You had found something on the Facebook, and if you want to find out about more of that conversation, you can check it out on Patreon. But yes, uh, yes. And speaking of the Patreon, you get access to a whole additional episode of, pa- of Skip the Tutorial every week for the cost of a cup of coffee a month. So go check it out. Patreon.com backslash STT pod. Where you the conversation gets real, and I get silly and make stupid statements about Amber Rose. You get that if you listen to the Patreon episode. Uh, yes. So while your power surge was happening, Todd, I was able to get on Facebook and I saw A twenty four films. I follow them on Facebook. They've been out of the Midsummer Director's Cut Blu ray forever. Like it was exclusive to Apple for like a while, and I love that movie. Midsummer is one of my favorite movies in the last like five years. And I've been wanting to see the director's cut, but I want to watch it on Blu-ray and I don't want to watch it digitally. And they just restocked the collector's edition director's cut with 45 minutes of additional movie. I can't wait to see it. My wife is going to be super excited because she loved that movie too. And the weirdest part about that, Todd, is that is not her kind of movie at all. And she absolutely was 100% engrossed in that movie. And I love that movie, too. So we will be watching it as soon as it gets delivered. COVID be damned. Five to seven day shipping with a delay. I don't care. Same thing with my hoodies I ordered last night. Ordered me a nice Frank Ocean hoodie last night. What's the name of it? Midsummer Night's Dream? No, just Midsummer. Not Midsummer Night's Dream. That's Shakespeare. They did that movie with... uh, they redid Midsummer Night's Dream as a teen movie called Get Over It with had Cisco in it. Cisco was in that movie. Remember Cisco? Year of the Dragon. Uh, Midsummer with this uh cry bitch with the feather uh, yes. with the flower. Yes. Uh, dude, that movie is one of the last year it's a horror movie. Yeah, dude, it's one of the creepiest movies I've ever seen. One of just like unnerving. It was just a very unnerving movie. A couple travel to Sweden to visit their friend's rural yes. hometown for its fabled midsummer festival. But what begins as an idyllic retreat quickly devolves into an increasingly violent and bizarre competition at the hands of a pagan cult. Yep. Okay. I guess that's dope. In consideration, I've been playing a lot of Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Yes. I mean, I guess that makes sense. That's that's pretty. That's. I mean, I know you like horror movies and shit like that. Even more so surprising, though, man. You know. I'd watch um, that one, dude, if I were you. The blue. Yeah, I mean, You'd hey, like man, that one. T- we had a whole conversation about this on um, previous. And I need I'm to watch. Glad. Yes, I, I barely got time to watch Mandalorian. Yeah, and I'm glad, like you know, but uh, that that's dope. But yeah, man, how how are you doing today, good sir? How are you doing, man? I am good. Um, I didn't get a lot of sleep last night because if uh, 
I was way too late playing Yakuza, and I'll get a little bit into that. And I was also watching like concert footage of Lil Dicky, because um, I think Lil Dicky's really funny, uh, and Kendrick Lamar both. And it, it mostly because like I, I got curious about Kendrick because I've I've listened to all his albums a lot over and over, but I wanted to see how he was live because I like to see what people perform live as. And Kendrick has like this whole cool thing of like he does the opening to his thing with a video segment. And the video segment was like him studying Kung Fu because he calls himself Kung Fu Kenny. And just like, it's so dope because it throws back to the old TV show Kung Fu and the old Bruce Lee movies. It's such a cool video. Like, I'd like to see just that video itself, like in an extended format, not in that little minute and a half they did for the intro to it. But yes, I'm good. How are you? Sorry, I got distracted. I got rambling. No, it's all good, man. I'm doing good. Want to wish everybody happy belated Thanksgiving in the, uh, this this year. This has been an interesting one. Mm-hmm. Um, I I told you already, man. I guiltily had the greatest Thanksgiving ever, and I didn't see anybody, and it was weird. Like I was guilty about it. I had a non traditional smorgasbord. That's why mm-hmm. my stomach is is fucked up now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, still to this day, it's a day after the day after <laughs> the day so after still, the day after. My stomach still hurts. But it's all good though. It's the happy pain. Um, yeah, man. So I didn't, I mean, I played the game a lot during the holiday, man. So yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm doing pretty cool. I'm doing pretty good. Can't complain. I ain't really do too much of nothing. I mean, the lack, I, you know, it's been part. I had to go get a new set of tires. It was making a weird noise. So I had to drop that bad boy off. You know, I got some other shit going on. So yeah, I've been, been blessed with the old fake loner so I could, you know, pretend to be a boss on social media with uh, <laughs> that CT4 real quick. I'm going to be faking it until I make it, I guess. You know what I'm saying? That's Hopefully what we do. More subscribers so we can listen to the show. But uh, that's what, what, we what do. are we here for, sir? I think I fucked up the... I mean, if you don't mind, or did you have anything else that you wanted to get no, into? No, no. The only thing I was going to say is I ended up not eating a lot on Thanksgiving. I'll get into the more on that in the game talk and what I did. Uh, but last night, I do want to thank my wife if she does hear this. She was amazing last night. Usually I'm the one who takes care of dinner because I work from home. But last night she was like, hey, don't worry about it. I'm going to come home. I'll take care of dinner. Dude, she came home with this barbecue from this place in Grapevine called Meet You Anywhere. Jalapeno cheese sausage, bacon jalapeno macaroni and cheese, the best potato salad I've ever had, slider rolls, barbecue sauce, jalapeno, onion, pickle. It was amazing. And then a side of banana pudding. I was in heaven last night. That was amazing because yesterday I didn't really eat at all during the day yesterday because I was one of the only people working yesterday. So, like, I was busy, busy. Um, But it was just such a, like, nice gesture. Not gesture, but it's just like, I love my wife. And that was a cool thing for her to do. Um, And I also love this show, Skip the Tutorial. And if you want more Skip the Tutorial, the Patreon already plugged it. Go check it out. I want people on the Patreon. Me and Todd want to give you more content all year. Go ahead and subscribe to the Patreon like subscribe itunes all that jazz we want to give you more time more content so we need to build up the subscriber base so let's go ahead and do that get on it we got a discord we got game nights coming once a month at least starting out tonight we're having our first game night official game night we've done it before but this will be the official one for the steam group we'll be playing among us so go check it out but this is Skip the Tutorial. If it's your first time joining us, me and Todd run a video game show. We get together and we talk about video games. We talk about news. We talk about what we've been playing. Sometimes we have a roundtable. But there's one important rule if this is your first time joining us. What is that rule, sir? We talk about whatever the fuck you like. we like if, if you ain't got to is. that point. I mean, we started out talking about midsummer and all kinds of other shit. I mean, we're going to go where we go. And hopefully we bring value to those who listen. Yes. I mean, if it's just Brian's 
smooth, smooth, sweet voice my smooth, that some people, you know, use to go to sleep to or to pep up in the morning. The smoothness. The sweet a, smoothness. Oh, man. R.I.P. Bill. R.I.P. Bill. Man, yeah, I was just thinking about him because I was doing a karaoke in Yakuza and I sent a tweet out and I was like, karaoke in this game makes me real miss real life karaoke with Bill, man. Like, oh, R.I.P. buddy, man. That was my karaoke buddy right there. He's a good dude. Yep. Good dude. This is a depressing episode. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on, then. It's the weather, man. It's, just, it's the it's weather. It's nice. No, nah, but okay, I'll go ahead and knock out, because we're going to do the classic old what we've been playing in the news this week, yes. like you said, and, yes. and then we'll get into Thanksgiving, I guess. We'll talk about not having PS5s like we've been doing the past few weeks. Just keep it organic. PS5 lacking blues. You know, keep the show going organically. Organically. Uh. The only thing I want to talk about I've been playing is I finally broke down and I went ahead and got Assassin's Creed Valhalla. I'm interested in this. I want to hear about this. Put it together on my patchwork PC. Shout out Venom being back putting together the stream, uh, the Steam motherfucking game night. That was like awesome. Much appreciated. Like he has like a real PC. I know you got like a real PC. Me, I just got a built in, you know, I got an expensive monitor with everything else duct taped together. With this, uh, and I've been duct taping it for like a little while, but and you know, fi- I primarily would be on my PlayStation Five and, and Switch. I'm in PlayStation. <laughs> <laughs> no, your no, PlayStation I Four. I never have fuck a five. If I don't need a five. I got a I got a duct tape PC. But, <laughs> I don't uh, need a five. Screw your five. Me, like I said, man, I'm preface this, man. I think I would have been a little bit more disappointed with Assassin's Creed so far if it wasn't for the fact that it was on my PC. And I, I love how it looks and how beautiful it is and how for it's sure. it actually yeah. has played. With my little duct tape setup, um, uh, and a big thing about it was initially when I first started it out, I was like, "Oh my god!" Because I went into it with a little bit of negativity, um, and I still got a long way to go. I've only spent like ten hours with it, you know what I mean? But good enough time is fucking Assassin's Creed, so like, I know what it is. Um, but initially, I was like, "Okay, well, it is kind of bland, and it is a situation where the uh, Norris kind of." mythology i wasn't quite sure i was gonna play yeah. out i mean i know initially i was extremely like the first playthroughs i watched i was excited about it then we talked about the skill up review and then i played miles morales and then i was just hurting people hurt people because i have a playstation i was like ah you know i don't want to fuck with assassin's creed but the reality is i mean i'm i'm one of those people ubisoft can, can sink their little grubby hands in me it's an assassin's creed game yeah i'm gonna try it out yeah. i mean i got my assassin's creed jacket on that my sister bought me specifically for as close as i could to get a to a hoodie today because i've been playing motherfucking assassin's creed i dig it and initially i was like oh my god i can't do this i still haven't beaten odyssey i don't know but for whatever reason i think it has a lot to do with just the mythology you know i'm a god of war fan yeah and again because it's on pc it's the game that makes me want to get on PC specifically, you know, just to pay attention to the little details that I wouldn't pay to attention to necessarily on my PlayStation four and um, the potential, maybe hopefully for mine down the road. And just it's that type of game. It feels good. Besides the besides that, like the lore of it uh, drew me back in because initially I'm like, OK, if we just going to be solely tied in the Norse mythology out the gate with this weird ass. Ah! music i'm yeah. not gonna make it to 27 hours and this will be a waste of money and it'll be boring but as soon as we went over into england like right when you find out that like if the first three hours or two hours could be just a prologue depending on how you play the shit just like a lot of games just like the assassin's yeah game, just like it they always honestly, do it honestly started to personally draw me in a little bit akin to origins uh that's what i was looking for um for me personally so far 
Yeah. Just with when I we pulled into England and they were baptizing the Christians, I was like, oh, okay, this is going this is going to be dope. This kind of brings me back. And they piecemealing in the certain aspects of being an assassin itself. Like you don't start out being able to assassinate people. You have to learn. You don't start out being able to just do the eagle dive or whatever the fuck it is called or the Raventhorpe dive or something. And it's just something dope about it. It's something a little bit grittier and it's something about me being thankful that they changed the scenery because I was like, if we're going to try to pull off some whole Skyrim shit this whole way, this is going to instantly get boring. And it may still get boring. I may still not be able to deal with it, but for whatever reason, the 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 narrative of it, the storytelling itself, actually it has caught my attention a lot more than Odyssey, surprisingly, even though Odyssey is a beautiful game. No knock on it. But I have been driven to want to play the game. Like it's yeah, this is like a perfect game for me right now while we wait on Cyberpunk, which is pretty much the only thing that I'm gonna probably care about. And it, and I'm gonna get Cyberpunk on console. But as far as PC, like I'm thankful I have a 50 to 60 hour game at least on my PC that has caught my attention. That when I go on it, I'm just want to play that game. And that's what I've gotten with Assassin's Creed Valhalla. So I I personally I completely understand the ratings of the nine out of ten so far with my initial feeling. I completely understand the 10 out of 10. I think it, it really has a lot to do with what type of experience you're looking forward to because I could also see where I wouldn't necessarily, you know, tell somebody to go out and spend top dollar for the game either. Yeah, like, I wouldn't absolutely. say go get the game right now coming in a little bit late. It's a little bit late and we're too close to Cyberpunk. But if you're a fan of it and you're in my particular situation, I mean, it might be a good little, especially for me, like I said, it's the only game on PC I want to play right now. Like, that's until I beat it or at least yeah. get my feel. But yeah, that that's I mean, do you have any questions, any any insights? That's pretty much what I've been playing, what I'm gonna be playing for a little while until Cyberpunk comes out and changes my life. So I do have a few questions for you because I'm interested in Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Um the first thing I do wanna cover is the combat itself. Do they continue what they were building on with Origins and Odyssey with the kind of RPG mechanics and the dodge mechanics and the blocking and making that more a part of the combat is that building built on with Valhalla. Absolutely, I'm glad you asked. Uh, yes, and I personally like it. I mean, the combat yeah. is a lot of fun personally. I'm, I, I've gone with the dual weapon choice with both hands. Can't go wrong with dual axes. weapons. I just, you know, got the ruins. But I mean, if you want to grab a shield and an axe, or I think yeah. it's also the other one I like. Uh, it was a North Star I started out with. But yeah, it's it's just building on that, and personally, it's been a lot of that's been a lot of fun. Now I can see how it can get repetitive. I'm still early enough in the game where you know you have these raids to help you build up your camp, where you go steal resources from local people, you know, where you're trying to um, build up your your area, or whatever. And I can see that's probably going to be rinse and repeat. Uh, but I haven't gotten bored with it. It's a lot of fun. Like I said, it, it's it's bringing me along like origins did the only concern i have about it was origins was like perfectly paced to me mm. um and like even like the wildlife was very interesting in origins i pay yeah. attention to little things like that and i mean it's starting to grow on me a little bit and we'll see i'll have a better fuller more cohesive and proper you know perspective on it when i at least get to like that 25 hour 27 hour mark with it but i feel like i'm gonna at least get that and for me out of an assassin's creed game because i pretty much i mean it's fucking assassin's creed i can't ask for more than that you know what i mean um but i do i find myself curious to actually wanna you know let find out the childish shit in it like where's thor's hammer i know it's in here somewhere it's gotta be yeah right where odyssey really has that as well like i'm really into you know i like on netflix I, I like blood of zeus i think that's yeah. the name of it yeah that was... i like if it's well done 
Um, <laughs> I like the mythology there, but it's something about Valhalla that got me. Even with, you know how I am about I'm I'm you know can be ridiculous sometimes. Even though we were talking about in the Patreon with the uh with the chicks with dicks and shit. Like on here, I normally gonna pick a male protagonist. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, I let the animus choose on this one. It chose the female in a way it did. It just feels cool. I was talking to my girl about it. I was like, I kind of like the idea of him. You know, we, you get to play as a blonde-haired, muscle-bound white dude for 30 years. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of cool to have all of, like, it's yeah. cool to play as a strong female protagonist. Even though they force you to do that with the with the chick that's in the animus itself. But it doesn't matter. It's like a well-done game. Even even with you being able to choose to put your cloak up and, up and down and everything. But yeah, my bad. I rambled off because I'm actually having fun with the game. The short story of it is, I'm also having fun with the combat and how the story builds into like a natural tutorial of teaching you how to be an assassin, which is dope. It's a different angle. Um, and I'm having a lot of fun again. Like you mix up Norse mythology with like, uh, the birth, like during the birth time of like Christian Protestantism in England, that's just an interesting mix to me. Um, so, you know, I've been having a lot of fun with that. What 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 else are you curious about on it? So, I mean, one thing about the Assassin's Creed series for me is I look back at least on the most recent years, and I, I kind of start the recent era not with Origins. I go kind of black back to Black Flag because it was Black Flag, Origins, Odyssey, and now Valhalla. But um, there's always something in those games that I really enjoy that more than any other games. Like Black Flag, it was the ship combat. Uh, Origins, it was the whole game. Like they, they managed to stitch a bunch of stuff together, kind of a patchwork. Odyssey, I enjoyed parts of it, but the big part that I really enjoyed, um, in Odyssey itself was the wars, was the battles, was the actual battle portions itself. But I noticed that sometimes they kind of pay attention to different aspects of the game. And with Origins, I think they nailed this kind of perfect patchwork together. In your opinion, are they like doing a better job of kind of making the game more cohesive versus like what didn't feel cohesive in odyssey and what didn't feel cohesive in black flag with those that's elements. exactly what it is so far for me personally good like some people a lot of people didn't like origins yeah i mean there was a lot of people that i loved it personally and, and i, I can, thought it was and great i completely get that perspective yeah. and that's exactly what you're getting with viola so far for me personally like i'm fucking with it tough tough like the story has actually been more engrossing than i anticipated and it's it's always a little. I've always found Viking Norris. I mean, you know, it's fascinating. Kinda, it's it's a little bit more dope to me. Yeah, it's a little bit. You know, it can go left real quick, mm-hmm. and it's played out like most tropes. Um, and I mean, hey, you know, it's pretty racist shit that goes on with it, but I think it's dope. Um, you know what I mean? I won't get Thor's lightning bolts tattooed on my neck, but it's no, fun no. to play the game. Yeah, and that's kind of the interesting part because I've also noticed that the biggest struggle for most Assassin's Creed game too is you mentioned it earlier with the Animus stuff is tying that back into the game. That's where I felt like there's always kind of the weaker points of the games is tying back that overarching like Animus portion of the game into it. Do they do a better job of approaching that so far? Like with the Not Animus? really, but I don't have to pay attention to it. That's another sign for an Assassin's Creed game for me that I'm going to enjoy. If I'm not yeah. having the like it's something about Odyssey. I just couldn't. It wouldn't pull as much as I enjoy the game. It just wasn't pulling me along to yeah. want to finish the game. So far for Valhalla, it's like okay, like I can go in and I can have a nice hour stretch, feel like I've accomplished something, or 
like I can halfway pay attention to some of this because it's going to, you know, I'll get it at the end type of thing. But it's still interesting enough to where I want to continue playing as opposed to being like, I don't have time for this shit. I want to go play, you know, whatever else. Like I want to go back and, and do anything other than this that I have eight minutes of, uh, you know, attention span to deal with. It actually keeps my attention and it has been. But we'll see. I might come back next week and be like, man, I'm done with it. Yeah, my goal is to get as far as I can in it before Cyberpunk comes out and takes my attention, which is saying a lot. And it's actually more than I expected. And I think it's on sale right now and it may be on sale by the time this comes out. So if you're in like that niche class that kind of wants to just have it on the background for like a good backlog game that, you know, uh, you got to be a fan of the series. Yeah. Type thing. I don't think you'll be like mad that you played it. Um, it wouldn't be the first game that I get though after beating Miles One. Like if it wasn't on PC again, like I don't know if I would buy this game on like my PS4. Yeah. Even worrying about it to get to PS5, like I'd get Miles Morales first and see if it was some other shit. Um, Fair. But specific to this platform, I'm I'm super glad that I got it. Yeah, and it's 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 kind of nice to see Ubisoft's always been kind of one of my favorite companies to watch. Mostly because they have a tendency to support their games even when their games start to fail. Or they, people told them to dump the Assassin's Creed brand a long time ago. Like, they've been doing that for a long time, but they stuck with it. And we got what, in my opinion personally, my favorite seri- game of the series was Origins. And I'm glad we got that. And I liked Odyssey. And I'll probably end up, probably during that lull between January and March, I'll probably at some point end up picking up Valhalla uh, just to kind of mess with it. Um, everything else good though on it, controls, music, tracking, maps, all that stuff. You like all that? All stuff? that's good. Except like that's the only concern I got about it is becoming boring with some of the, just the music, the tracks is kind of yeah. bland. And it, but again, with the scenery change and to the expectations leveling out, it's kind of like, you got to play it like this. Like some of this shit is bland and boring. Some of this shit is not going to be Assassin's Creed origins to me or even Odyssey. In, in a lot of ways, it's just far as the aesthetic because of where they are. Yeah. I mean, it's a bland it's fucking mountains and shit. But it's 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 coming together and it's a fun game. And I find myself losing tracks of time with it seriously. Um, but I mean, who the fuck am I? You know what I mean? Like, I'm I'm interested in hearing what the tribe has to say about this too. Me too. I will say it is not starting out boring. Like the stunned, like when you go to combat and somebody's stunned and you step on their face or the wheel tree as far as like how you can build your character with the RPG aspects of yeah. it. The Odin site. The like it's a lot of things. I mean, if you like Assassin's Creed to me, especially on with my experience on PC, I'm having fun with it, bro. Like it, they pulled it, they were pulling it all the way together. The highest compliment I could give an Assassin's Creed game is comparing it to anything that I enjoy with with Origins, even though Origins was broken. I feel like this is a especially with the recent patch that they just did. Um, it's just it runs it runs well. I haven't run yeah, into. Yeah, I saw they did that patch shit. with uh, they did a bunch of balancing issues and some tapestry and some inventory balancing too. I instantly saw the difference. Yeah, I'm gonna have to check it out, man. I'm excited for it. Um, yeah, like I said, January to March when we hit that huge lull in gaming when nothing's coming out um, until Monster Hunter Rise on the Switch. I'm gonna be playing Cyberpunk, man. <laughs> Cyberpunk, yeah, heard, that's probably gonna take all my somebody, attention. One of the develop, developers has been paying for 175 hours and hasn't beaten the game. I heard there was somebody. I read some early review of it where somebody was saying like, "This is the most dangerous game they've ever played because they don't want to leave the world," and they're I'm like. Be, I'm, 
I'm about to be super duper childish. Okay, this is super random. But speaking of cyberpunk, before we get into what have you been yeah. playing, and I'm gonna shut the fuck up. Shout out again, STT Triple OG, my boy Dan. They're on episode three of their show, uh, the just shooting the you know. Um, I gotta check it out. But he he has a segment on his show where he does like these surprise questions and shit. Uh, and one of the questions he gonna probably I don't know if he's gonna listen to the show, but uh, whatever, fuck it. One of the questions that he was gonna bring up on the show was, um, I'm not gonna ask that one. This is a recent one. I think he asked it on the second show. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, he was about to. He he like throw some 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 questions to me. So the question was like, okay, so what if it was a situation where your homeboy um is dating these three cousins, these local three cousins, right? Yeah. Um, I'm directly stealing this question. I'm finna paraphrase it and fuck it up. Uh, and uh, he's fucking these three cousins, and one of them is really like one he really cares about. She's really nice. The other two are just whatever. Um, but they all find out about it in some kind of way. You notice that your homeboy, you hadn't talked to him like in a few days, he comes up missing. You go looking up for him. You go looking for him. He's not answering his phone or whatever. You go to his house. His door is open, cracked open or whatever. And you come to find out that all the three cousins found out what was going on, and they're fucking them. What do you do? <laughs> Wait, they're just. And, they're not, and then it's like I see a flash of like Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven because I feel like it's gonna be some spaced out shit like that going on. Um, there probably yeah, is. So what, 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 okay, so fucking, I'm gonna steal the content though. Uh, what, what would you do in that circumstance? I'm interested to hear what what, what would you do if you if I was just strapped strapped down there and somebody these two cousins were having at me like a Quentin Tarantino film. I'd be on the attack, bro. Let's go. Yeah, I'm on the shit. attack. I'm 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 raging at that point. That's what he said his homeboy said. That's what he said. Yeah, I'm going said. in a blind rage moment right there. Blind fury. That's what I'm doing. This, this, you know what I said? What's that? I said I would I would walk out and mind my business act like I didn't see it. <laughs> walk out like I ain't seen nothing. See, I gave you a little bit more description. You did. I gave you, yeah. the, Quentin, I gave you the Quentin Tarantino version of it. I'm, the way I'm looking at it, I'm just like, I'm, I'm logically thinking about it. Like, well, how, how could this happen if, you know, you didn't want it to happen a little bit? Like, I'm well, not going to put myself. If you say when you said Quentin Tarantino, that triggered it in my mind where I was like, "Oh, this is a bad situation. I got to get my dude out of this situation. That's a bad situation. Let's go. Like I don't care. Right. Let's go. I may walk back out so I can find a, a a makeshift weapon, but I will walk back in and take care of business yeah, as best as Quentin I can. Tarantino, without the Quentin Tarantino caveat, though, I would be like, oh, I was just like, I'm not getting involved in this. I'm not going to tell <laughs> anybody all, that I this saw is this. A mess, I'm yeah. leave out the because, I mean, under normal circumstances, number one, like, why would you be fucking three cousins? Why? That's weird. That's how people, that's how people get with children with eyes that are too close. Yes. And then it's just like, then it's like. <laughs> eyes that are too close or too far apart. I just couldn't, right. I couldn't picture myself being in a situation where, like, cousins are fucking with me where I didn't have some choice in that. Like, I don't even hang out with people like that. Yeah, yeah. That's so bizarre. That's a good question, though. I like the idea of doing a random question. Dan, we may steal that content and do a random question every week. Uh, in between segments, um, I like it though, man. I like it. Um, all right. So yeah, oh, man, what you been playing, bro? I'm super excited. <laughs> no about, I figure that's a decent segue in consideration of what you've actually been playing. Too, that, that, it actually is because it'll tie back into Yakuza. I'll get into the, some of the minor ones or some of the repeats I've been playing. Uh, so I got that special edition Game and Watch, the 50th anniversary they came out with Mario. Uh, I find myself playing that anytime I'm not doing anything else on the couch. And I have now timed myself. I'm back to beating the first Super Mario Brothers in seven and a half minutes. 
So I'm good. I'm getting there. Here's a question for you, though. This is a legit question about this because I'm timing myself and I don't know why. There is 24 seconds. So, you know, in Super Mario, when you go from World 1 to World 1 to World World 1 1 to World 1 2 and you go down the pipe, that big transition there, it takes 24 seconds to go from in the castle fireworks to going down the pipe before the level starts. Do I take that 24 seconds out of my time or do I count that as part of my time? What do you think? Oh, that's a that's a great question. It's a way easier question than that cousin fucking question I just <laughs> asked you, and I can't even fucking answer it for you. I don't know. I don't know, I don't... man. Because there's 48 seconds total because there's two levels like that where you go down a pipe, and it adds 48 seconds to whatever time I have. So it's like, do I take that 48 seconds out, or do I keep the 48 seconds in and just count it is what it is? That sounds like a question for old tribe men or yes. member Sanders or a, a base Tohan. Um, YouTube Dragon Ball Fighters. Yeah, and he That's follows this. He, he's a, he's a he's a speed runner guy. guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Rudy, That's a good question. Let us know. Him. Let us know if you're listening. If Rudy. you're listening, yeah. yes. If you if we take the 48 seconds out. Anyway, game to watch. That's it's beautiful. It's got three games in it: Super Mario One, Super Mario The Lost Levels, which is technically Super Mario Two, and then it's got a a game and watch classic game where you're throwing balls in the air and you're catching them. Um, of Amber Rose. <laughs> and then you've got a clock and it's got a whole bunch of like little Easter eggs in it. It's really cool. It's, it's just really neat to have. I'm about to turn it off for good and put it back in the package because it is technically a collector's item. I shouldn't have opened it, but I couldn't help it. I needed to see it. I needed to. Are you, did you, are you having a 40 year old virgin moment? I am having a 40 year old virgin moment. Indeed, good job. I am. Good job, sir. Good um, job. the other thing I've been playing is I'm finally, well, okay. Thanksgiving, by the way, six hours over at my wife's family, me by myself. In That's the... a, well, I thought we were saving that, man. I thought we were saving. I thought we were saving the specifics. Or is it oh, this is the time. Well, I was just going to the... talk about what I was playing. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, we'll get we'll get more into the, the actual Thanksgiving stuff too. But Monster Hunter um, on the Switch, Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate. I played it for six hours the other day. I ended up getting um, quite a bit done in the game and. That game's still amazing for the Switch. It's still one of my favorite games. I still plug that thing in on a regular basis. I need to play more of that um, today. I'm probably going to. Also, shout out to Shanice to giving me some tips on Animal Crossing because I got back into Animal Crossing. In fact, I finally got into Animal Crossing. I loved it on the 3DS. I bought it for the Switch, played it for a couple hours, and then put it down. But now I'm literally going in there every single night and playing it for an hour and a half to two hours. Um, it's a game I'm going to check in on a daily basis. I'm obsessed with it. I'm obsessed with making my island. I'm obsessed with paying my loan off, collecting bugs, building out the museum, building out the shop, building new things, finding new DIY recipes, flying out to alternative islands to get different creatures to come live on my island. I'm obsessed with it, dude, at this point. I, I see it. I see it now. Like, I see why people have been tweeting about it, Instagramming about it, Facebooking about it. I even designed a little Motorhead t-shirt for my character to wear. And I tweeted it out the other day where I had this stick in my hand, which is used to pole vault across the river. Um, and I found the, the, the bird. He was asleep on the beach. And it looked like I knocked him out because I got stung by some wasps. So I just stood next to him and took a picture and then posted it on Twitter. Said, nobody messes with my island. That's ex- It was beautiful. It was, it's a beautiful dope, game. Bro. It's beautiful. No, that's dope. 
And that that also reminds me, speaking of paying off loans, come on, Joe Biden. Come on. Skeletor motherfucker. But yeah, man, Animal Crossing is amazing. It really is, dude. I am I'm a hundred percent obsessed with that game. I need some island codes. I need to go visit some people. So drop me your dodo codes and your friendly codes in the Facebook and the Twitter, wherever you're hearing this. Um I need to build up my island. I need some some more recipes and stuff. So if you got stuff to share, help a newbie out. Help a newbie out. That's what I'm doing, man. I'm 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 on that every night for a couple hours at least. The last thing I've been playing though may just very well end up being my game of 2020. Um, I'm obsessed with Yakuza Like a Dragon at this point. This game gets crazier every moment I play it, Todd. I know I talked about it a little bit, and I said it started out in Kamarocho. At that point, the game hadn't opened up for me, and I thought it was just going to be pretty simple turn-based. It does take a twist in the plot where, you know, Ichiban, who's your character, um, ends up homeless and working with a homeless wizard. That's what I'll say, homeless wizard, because the game is a love letter to RPGs. It's a love letter to turn-based, but it's also a satire of RPGs in kind of the most amazing way I've ever seen. You get to a point where they start directly pulling references to other RPGs, including Final Fantasy, uh, Dragon Quest, and Pokemon. Those are the big three that I've been seeing so far. But the way they do it is so sweet and vulgar at the same time. So my favorite couple of points right now that I've got is the first one is the reference to Pokemon. You run into this random professor who's studying, he's calling him Sujimon, which are like the evil that lives inside of men. So occasionally you'll come across and he gives you a tracker on your phone so you can get data on him. But the first Sujimon you come across is a flasher in the street. And when he attacks you, he flashes you and there's a bling and, you know, where he's wearing boxer shorts and it's supposed to daze your character because you're just so, I guess, taken aback by the fact that he would flash you as you beat the crap out of him. There's enemies that literally are supposed to be the slime from Dragon Quest, but they're just homeless dudes wearing garbage bags that you're beating the crap out of with a bat with some uh, uh, barbed wire wrapped around it. And then my next favorite one is they do have summons in the game, Todd. So you remember Final Fantasy, how they have summons, right? Except here's how the summons work. (laughs) You're walking along the street. You see a guy. He hands you a flyer for what looks like a sex shop. It's called Pound Town. And the submission is called Welcome to Pound Town. So you're thinking, okay, what is this? So one of your characters calls it up and it says, it says the first, first caller gets a, gets free. So you're, you're talking to this dude on the phone. He's like, yeah, where's your location? We'll send somebody out to you right now. And this giant, huge dude with no neck jumps off of the building, lands next to you, and he's like, hi, I'm Russell. I'm your service from Pound Town. He's like, what's going on here? And he's like, yeah, Pound Town. It's a new service that you can call us if you need help fighting somebody. And it's just absolutely bonkers. So you're in the middle of a fight. You got a summon available. You call the summon. You literally, and it's the most anime thing I've ever seen. Ichiban pulls out his cell phone and he does that whole over-exaggerated animation where he dials into the cell phone and he goes, yeah, I need help from Pound Town. And then they send somebody who just basically kills every enemy on the screen for you. It's hilarious, dude. You buy weapons from sex shops. My weapon right now is a personal massager. 
but it gives me 24 point damage so i don't really care it's it's insane dude i've never seen a game that can go from so sweet to such a love letter to so vulgar and overtly sexual and transition as smoothly as this game does in just bizarre ways it's genius it's a brilliant game it's not for everybody i will say that but i am a hundred percent in love with this game and every facet of this game it's well i know i know how much of a fan of jrpgs you are yeah i know like you wouldn't bullshit and again we go back to this all the time i remember being like man yakuza would be some shit that you will probably dig and think was dope so it's again it's it's dope to have like a full circle JRP experience, JRPG experience that you're enjoying. What would be some of the reasons why somebody wouldn't vibe with it though? Some people I think would find it too bizarre. I think a little bit. I think the action, the combat and everything, especially because it's turn-based. It's turn-based. Um, now, it does a good job of making that turn-based feel much more interactive than it actually is. Um, you know, some of the some of the sheen that they've put on it, essentially. Um, the story does get a little bit out there at times, but it does, if you like anime, I think you'll really enjoy this one because it's so bizarre and so crazy out there. Like I said, your party definitely has character stats. You're the hero. You have a, your, your, your homeless friend is the wizard. So, oh, that's another thing. My favorite thing with his spells, Todd, is he does a pigeon attack where he literally throws lima bean seeds at somebody and a bunch of pigeons attack them. Um, and then he's got a fire spell where he literally just takes a swig of liquor, puts a, uh, lighter up and then he blows it on the person setting them on fire. Um, it's kind of beautiful. And then you got your brawler type, which is this former cop who got fired because he's investigating corruption and, you know, he's got a police baton and he just beats the crap out of people. Um, but I think that some of it's like, Oh, colors. <laughs> All right. No. Speaking of happy Chinese. No. Um, but no, that's dope. Like, okay. Let me, let me ask you this. Cause yeah. You're talking yeah. 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 You're yeah. talking game of the year for you. And I'm I am talking game of, of the year for like, you. Like I also have been playing last of us too. It's the greatest game of our generation. Um, so what, uh, what would you rating would you put on the game? 10 out of 10. I love it. I haven't found anything broken. Plus, there's a ton of activities to do. I'm only probably nine hours into the story, but I've played the game for 29 hours. So let me tell you about some of the activities they put into the game, too. Because Yakuza is known for their mini games inside the game. So you've got the classic arcade games that you can go in and play, um, like Fantasy Fantasy Life and uh, Tetris and Tekken 2 and Tekken 3. Those are all in there to play all the way through if you want to play them. Uh, they also have slot machines now, so you can go in and play slot machines, different kinds, multiple variations of slot machines. Because you're homeless, the way they introduce this is clever, but they also have a kart racer, Todd. A Yakuza kart racer is built into this game, and on top of that, the way they introduce it is because you're homeless, the Yakuza kart racing is built in by collecting cans on a can collecting cart to try to turn in for points so that you can buy different items. It's it's one of the most varied games I've ever played. It's one of the most unique games I've ever played. The storyline is actually very, very like well done. It's interesting. And when it comes down to the serious moments, it's kind of tear-jerking at times and beautiful in a way. And you're thinking about that when just two minutes prior to that, I was literally fighting a dude with a dildo. Like... I mean, I don't know how they did it. So, and I, is that why it's a ten out of ten to you? Because, 
Like, I, I've seen it's been a good game. Like, I looked into yes. it a little bit. You know, turn base isn't my shit. I think it's like 84 Metacritic and like 7 out of 10 with IGN, just wh- yep. whatever, whatever. But, I mean, we don't really go with that. That's like I said, we always talk about that. We, we're not, yep. that's not what we do. So, for you with the 10 out of 10, it's like, because that's a lofty, you know, it's just a lofty. I don't throw them out like, on everything. Like, you were kind of hesitant on 10 out of 10 for Final Fantasy 7. Yep. Um, out the gate. So that that is saying a lot. I'm it was okay. It gets bonus points question. for being bold. One last question, because I may never play any of these games. Mm-hmm. Persona five to start out JRPG, knowing me, or Yakuza Last Dragon. Yakuza uh-huh. Last Dragon. Okay. I really it's Persona Five's great, but Persona Five, you have to remember, is like ninety nine hours of straight story. And it's there's no getting around it. Yak is the Last Dragon's 40 hours of straight story, but there's so much to do elsewhere. Not to mention you can go sing karaoke, drink at a bar if you want to. Like, there's so much to do in the game itself. And the reason that it gets a 10 out of 10, is it a perfect game? No. No. Definitely not. Um, no game I think is perfect. It gets a 10 out of 10 for being so bold. And such a love letter to RPGs while also satirizing those same RPGs. That's what I kind of love about it. And as you know, as somebody who, you know, creates art, Todd, or looks at a bunch of stuff that we do together, you know how hard it is to balance satire and respect. And that's like, it's a really fine art. And the script writers, whoever wrote the game, they did such an amazing job of balancing it out. Where it's kind of this just beautiful moments that are captured within this super silly super silly background noise and environments and events that occur throughout the game and it just feels like even the summons the pound town thing that's a super silly pun but once you get it you're like this is awesome this is this is amazing you put a summon in a real life game where the enemies have to be transformed into monster type enemies because that's how your character's imagining uh those enemies as because he's obsessed with dragon quest so I love this game. I really, 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 really love every moment of this game. This is by far one of the best games I've ever played. If you don't like turn-based, I think you would even like this not liking turn-based, Todd, because the way they make the turn-based feel, it feels more interactive than any other turn-based game I've ever played. All right. Keeping in mind that I may be super-duper broke in two months and really have to budget and be disciplined and use some mental plasticity to, to survive for yes. short-term pain for long-term gain, is it worth $59.99? That's... Okay. If you like turn-based RPGs already, then 100% yes. Or you like the okay. Yakuza series, 100% yes. If this is going to be your first intro into something like that, because you have to remember with Yakuza... In any of these games, it takes about six to seven hours to really get moving. Like, so I would recommend a twenty nine ninety nine range. That being said, I have a question for you. I, I put this in my Steam cart last night, and I thought about it. Marvel's Avengers on sale on Steam right now for twenty nine ninety nine. I have ten dollars in Steam points, so I would get it for twenty bucks. Is it worth it? For me, yeah. For okay, sure. cool. Um, but. Well, well, okay, okay. Just to play through no, the not, single not, player not, story, not on PC, not on PC. I wouldn't get it on PC. Okay, okay. I, like I would get it on PlayStation just to see if I could get some free shit down the line when they re-release it on PlayStation. Yeah, just one to just play the fucking story, just because it's not that bad. It's it's worth that, especially at that price. 
Um, and then two, like if they do come out with some shit, I kind of, especially like that's more like specific to the show. Like I already got it, and I know they're gonna re-release some shit, even if it's shitty. I know I like shitty things, and like uh, I want to talk about it. So yeah, for that price for sure, not fifty nine ninety nine. But specifically, if you don't have money and you have to be, uh, you know, subject to peasant products, then I mean, yeah, of course, for sure. Okay, cool. All right, so that's been my review of Yakuza. If anybody else in the tribe has played Yakuza or any of the games we've talked about in this week's segment, let us know. Let us know what your thoughts are. Let us know what your opinions are between Valhalla, Yakuza, Animal Crossing. Also, send me those Dodo codes. I want, I want, I want to go to other islands. I visited a couple islands this week, and they're really cool. So, I need them Dodo codes, yo. Send me them Dodo codes. Um, is it time for news, Todd? I think it's, I time, think for it's news. time for news. I think it's time for news. Roll the news segment. Channel 4 News with five-time Emmy Award-winning anchor, Ron Burgundy. Chamkine Sports. Rick Tamlin Weather. And your reporter in the field, Brian Fantana. It's Channel 4 News at 6 o'clock. Hey, that was the news theme. That was the news theme. I always love that news theme. Takes me back to younger, better days. Um, first piece of news I got up here, Todd. First piece of news. Uh, one of the biggest news breaks this week, six days ago, PS5 Scalper Group has more online stock than most major retailers. These scalpers, bro. These scalpers. They had 3,500 PS5s. 3,500 PS5s that they got, and they were trying to pimp on on eBay. I mean, this is, is this the weirdest launch you've ever seen? You worked at GameStop for a while. Is this the weirdest console launch you've ever seen? Yeah, I mean, easily. That's a, that's a, that's a, yeah, this is just stupid. Like, I've never seen anything like this. I don't think anybody has. It reminds me of a story that my mother told me about how this makes me feel that I didn't know. My father, like, I, I always wondered why we ended up moving from Arlington to Baltimore, what happened. And my mother recently told me over the holiday, she said, well, that's because your father got so upset at the people that were in the boardroom that he pulled his pants down and told them to kiss his ass. So they fired him. That's how angry I am at the scalpers right now. And I understand (laughs) in uh, my deep genetic code on why. I feel that way. That, sorry, that's like a totally random story. I just no, you know, no, no. That's I, a great that's story. A true story. I was just like, wow. When keeping it real goes wrong, actually in real life. Yeah. But yeah. maybe that is some of my anger issues that I've been uh, trying to quell, and part of what could trigger that is these fucking scalpers. But I mean, that's the that's the American way, baby. I think somebody I read an article or <laughs> a, a headline on an article. Shout out Bob Yeo. Uh, I read a headline on an article where it was talking about somebody made like $40,000 yep. in one week off of PS5s. I was like, wow. I mean, can can you be mad at a motherfucker if somebody is spending money like that too, though? Nah, if dude. people are actually buying it? People are buying them on eBay left and right for twelve and fourteen and $1,500, man. People are buying them on StockX, eBay, all those places. Secondhand. I mean, it's just crazy, dude. I mean, they even had a, uh, I don't remember the shop, but. They had a bundle where you got a gaming chair, the console, all the launch games, extra controller, the VR set, and a pair of headset for like 1900 bucks. which I was even thinking about. I was like, I could do that. <laughs> but then I was sitting there thinking, I was like, that's so stupid. I don't want a PS5 that bad. Not to spend that kind of money to get a bunch of peripheral stuff that I don't need. 
Like I'm not gonna play Call of War, Call of Duty Cold War. Like that's just not not gonna happen. But it's good, man. Cold War is. Yeah, I heard the multiplayer was pretty broken. It's great, man. I'm loving it. <laughs> Are you playing Cold War? Nope. Uh, okay, fair enough. I was gonna say. I was like, hold on a second. We didn't talk about Cold War. Uh, but no, man, it just shows you're right. This is a broken launch and PS5s like they're popping up all over secondhand used eBay, all that crap box and open and because it's all digital. The scalpers are ruined it. And like, I mean, me and you got on Walmart on Wednesday night and that PS5 was gone in what? 30 seconds, 45 yep. seconds, something like that. Yep. Just couldn't even get gone. one gone. Yeah. Next piece of news. Phil Spencer reveals he is pushing forward with a bunch of deals to bring developers to games pass he wants to bring developers to initially launch because they're launching all first party titles but he is starting to strike deals and offer incentives for developers to put their games out on games pass on day one so phil spencer we talked about a little bit this last week xbox moving more to a service model ps5 PlayStation, Sony still sticking with the console and game market and first party launch. Now, did you see that they was trying to figure out something as far as no, to, I com- didn't to compete with the Game Pass. Really? Yes. Oh, I didn't mm-hmm. see that. So that PS Now ain't working for them, huh? They're trying to trying to figure out how to rework it. Maybe build yeah. a different infrastructure. They need to, man. Games Pass is a hell of a deal. Right, um, but I mean, as soon as PS Five says that, it's like, well, damn. Okay, they already got the better games already. Yeah, so, they do. Like, xbox would be behind i mean that would make me think about if they came out with a comparable product with our switch i don't know at this point no i don't know but i did i did see that you know um they were gonna do something to compete with game passes services and that's with the track record recently i mean that would be an interesting thing to see i mean yeah, I see a lot of people doing that just kind of like with the streaming services i mean we had a whole show about net neutrality and blah 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 and maybe that'll be a good re-release episode one day because we can see it kind of playing out now. Um, you know, like like HBO, like everything looks real clear. Netflix is great. And Disney comes along with fucking Mandalorian and kind of catches people's attention. They already got 74 million subscribers in a, a small amount of time. So they're going to catch Netflix. And then HBO Max is starting to cut deals left and right where it's like, you know, they're coming out with Wonder Woman. Uh, December 25th. With the same time the theaters come out, which yep. would be interesting. Like I had to holler at my system, be like, "Let me get that password." That's normally on the other way around. I also saw some news about them dropping uh the new Spawn movie on HBO Max, which I believe that shit when I see it. But that was some yeah, cool dude. News I'll be well. leave that when it comes out. Uh, right, but I mean, I wouldn't be shocked. With Disney, what's going on. but yeah, they're dropping the next Pixar movie on in de- this month in December. They're dropping the next right. Pixar movie for free on Disney Plus. It's not going to be the Mulan right. model. They're not charging right. for so it. So, like, not uh, not to get too far off track uh, with what you were saying about the Game Pass, but I mean, I just it's a whole new. It's like a wild west of technology right now in a mm-hmm. weird way. It's kind of dope and fucked up all at the same time. It is, man. It's like it's a it's a bizarre. It's starting Circle. to convince me more because I'm a physical media guy. It's starting to convince me more to do stuff digitally a lot more than I used to. I buy a lot more digital games. I rent a lot more digital movies. You know, I engage a lot more with like even my Kindle to a degree that the comic service I have, which is Comixology, Kindle Kindle Unlimited, 10 bucks a month. I read a lot of comic books on that thing. 
I read a lot of comics on a regular basis on that thing. And it's like, I always miss buying and holding, but I mean, how am I going to argue with 10 bucks a month? You know, like, especially when four comic books, if you go to the, if you go to the comic shop, three comic books is going to run you over $10, like pretty easily on average. Um, so yeah, next piece of news, cyberpunk physical copies are out in the wild and the first PS4 gameplay footage got leaked got leaked somebody shared it on us on the cyberpunk subreddit um their leaked copy apparently got delivered to them early uh but they are people are talking about it now people are really starting to ramp up the hype for this game we talked a little bit about it we saw some reviews it looks like it's gonna be a hell of a game like it really we've been waiting how long on this one two years now two and a half something like that cyberpunk cd project red Thank God. Um, yes, it's here. It's here. December 10th. It's here. Finally. Uh, next piece of news. PlayStation Network is banning accounts for PS5 access. So apparently people have been getting on some websites and um, they've been PlayStation 5 users have been auctioning off their PSN accounts for the games, the gold, the, the PlayStation. What is it called? What can I think of it? Games with gold is the Xbox. What is the PlayStation? PlayStation Plus. 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 Thank you, Todd. I went dumb for two. Oh, seconds. no problem, man. No problem. You're okay. You're you're always doing the clicking and you you like you do it all, bro. You producing the show, man. At least I can do is be like, yes, PlayStation Plus. There, I got you. I got you one. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. Gamerbraves.com has the article over there. It says players are having their PSN accounts banned for borrowing PS5s to access the PS Plus collection. Uh, due to a number of bizarre policies, it stands to reason that they're capitalizing and getting away around it. Uh, chief among this is the rules for the PS Plus collection. A library of PS4 games made accessible to players for free if they have a PS Plus subscription. Uh, despite the fact that they're all PS4 games, however, you can only claim them on the PS5. So they're auctioning off their accounts, and then PlayStation is turning around. And when they find those accounts for auction, they are banning those accounts. So people are auctioning off their library, and they're getting banned for it. Be careful. Be careful trying to make that scratch. Never know. You might lose your PlayStation account altogether. Um, don't want to lose them trophies, Todd. Don't want to lose them trophies. Uh, next piece of news, the Sony PS5 VR headset um, is being developed right now with LED lighting and haptic feedback. So this is a thing that's been going on in the, the virtual reality community and development for a long time is the argument for haptic feedback. They have gloves that have been sort of developed. They have certain bodysuits that you can wear. Like if you get shot in game, you feel like a little pressure point or it clicks. But now you've got, those have all been third party. You know what I mean? It hasn't been a major developer like Sony. Sony's getting into the haptic feedback realm because that is the next place to lead us to Ready Player One. That is the next place. Are you going to get that book? Ready Player Two? Yeah, yeah. I'll buy it. I'll buy it. Shout out Riley. And speaking of Pound Town. Do you think we should add that to like um Bootyus lore in some kind of way? Like the way yes. you describe Yakuza, it should be like a least a chapter in Bootyus lore. A hundred percent. All right, I'll leave that up to some shaman Rob Harden. Um, you know, you can let us know if if you think that'll fit or Bootyus Bob. Um, what do you think if if Yakuza? I don't know if they'll play it. We'll see. But I, I actually on your thing. Yeah, Bob, I'm gonna leave this one to you since you just messaged me in the middle of recording. He messaged me on Steam and he said, "Like a bitch." So, yes, Bob, I'm going to leave it up to you, sir. <laughs> Just 
You get to determine. Um, you see that that goes to show the rules of Buddhism. You know what I'm saying? All things coming together, like booty cheeks. Booty cheeks. I'm saying we're literally recording right now. Want to say anything? <laughs> he said Bryant like a bitch. Let me see what else he wants to say. Uh, while we talk a little bit about this news, the haptic feedback. Um, that kind of excites me because I always wanted a Ready Player One universe. I need to watch that again, dude. They had a pound town in it? Yes! You got to. You got to. You got to have your pound town in it. I'm going to need a pound town coming up soon. Pounds. <laughs> Pounds. I want some pound cake. He's going. Ooh. I want some pound cake, bro. Uh, next piece of news while we wait on whatever Bob's message is. TwistedVoxel.com has this article. It says Square Enix will learn from Avengers failure and continue to invest in AAA games and new IPs. Square Enix has recently held an earnings call with investors answering some questions on their recent loss after Marvel's Avengers. Company disclosed in financial uh, results that it lost a lot of money, blah, blah, blah. The uh, CEO, Yosuke Matsuda, shared some comments on their financial outlook. She said, absent factors associated with Marvel's Avengers, the subsegment would have been in the black. In addition to the amortization of the game's development costs, another significant factor associated with the title was the fact that we undertook major advertising campaign at the time of launch to make up for the delays in marketing for the COVID-19. Going forward, um, yeah, basically, they're planning on investing in new IPs and big AAA games and re redoing some of their structuring with the game stuff, so. Kind of interested if you're into into the whole behind the scenes thing. Hold on, what do you, what do you mean by that? As far as like, are they? Because uh, from what I read, they were still going to invest in the game like they all do with these fucking games, and probably hope to do the Destiny site. Or are they going to abandon it from you know the fact that they, they didn't, didn't recoup development costs? They didn't mention anything about specifically regarding uh, Final Fantasy or not Final Fantasy, anything specific regarding. Avengers, at least from what I read in the article. Because I don't that being said, when they said they basically are about to double down, they're actually about to come come out yeah. with some DLC character that I don't give a fuck about. They're also going to double down on some more story aspects of the game, <laughs> expand it, and do what they always do with these games, start to try to pour some more uh, content in it that it should have been in there in the fucking beginning. Let me see if I can pull back up the article to see if they said anything. Because you got to remember, too, this is coming from an earnings call. Um, which generally yeah, means nah, that the CEO is going to... It sounds like a very similar yes. article that I read. Like, you know, I pay attention to earnings calls and shit like that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's that's what I do for fun outside of the games, too. I just don't, like, try to focus too much on the show about going down there. We're not a fucking financial show, and I'm not good enough with that shit. But, you know, that's that's something I'm... That's another reason why... Um, You know, I'm just childish as fucking a super fan. So if they come out with anything like with Doom... Or fucking Black Panther. I'm still going to be there. I kind of don't care about their earnings and shit like that. Yeah. In that sense. But I did, you know, I do perk up a little bit when they say they're going to re-release information. And then you do, even though they've lost like 98% of their fan base, I'm a part of that 2%. Like with our own fan, like our own Patreon group. We got somebody in it right now that's still playing fucking Marvel from time to time. 100%, dude. Right. So... I'm like I'm not gonna stay in it much longer. Probably after they drop some DLC, but I still want to be around. Like I said, I wouldn't yeah. say anybody spent fifty nine ninety nine, but for twenty bucks for the story alone, when there's not like a lot out right now anyway, 
it might not be bad, but Cyberpunk so, is going to take over everything. Because spe- fucking going to be going on. Specifically, Matsuda said, um, they're trying to learn from the failures with Marvel Avengers. We tend to leverage the lessons we learn from this experience and future development offers efforts. We have been working, working to shore up our base of stable recurring earnings so that we will be able to continue to invest in the development of major triple A titles and in the creation of new IPs. Um, so basically, that still doesn't answer the question. No, what it's an earnings specific call. about what what yeah, it's going yeah. to do with, with that. Like, because you saw that's about as specific movie. as they got. Because the earnings call is literally just to make sure that stockholders are still on board with them. They don't want everybody just abandoning their stock altogether. I mean, and they're not. They're, they're, like, yeah. they didn't, the developers lost money on that, but the overall come Square no. Enix lost money, but it doesn't mean that... Um, yeah, and in this situation, all you're seeing is that they're just promising to continue to up their revenue from MMO and smartphone games and to continue to you know push forward with their 3D development side. That's according to this. Um, kind of interesting, though. Here's some of the background behind that. What are your takes on that? I already told you, like, they, 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 I don't think, I think it's a failure on every degree, but like as a consumer, I mean, I also don't think it's that, I think it's like a played out narrative that we just keep doing the same thing over and over again. And as like a Marvel fan, because I mean, this is the same thing that's happened with every live service game outside of what? Destiny 2, to a degree, Destiny 2 got better. Well, Destiny 2 is the example that they all follow because of Destiny yeah. 1 is what I'm saying. So you yeah. got Destiny 1, you got The Division, you got Anthem, you got what like a litany of them. Like you got a ton of them. percentage yeah. of them, 90%. Yeah. So uh, they're just going to do the same thing that they always do. I do think they're going to release the DLC, though. I don't think that the more to it is from what I read is they're not quite ready to abandon the game in totality yet, just like they didn't fully de- abandon Destiny 2. Or a Destiny series, just like they didn't fully abandon Anthem yet, which is the stupidest thing in the world. And just like they still put out games like Godfall, the same kind of fucking it's you know, the same game kind of that's thing. supposed to be yeah. god awful. So we still de- yeah, dealing it's the with the same it. kind of thing. Right. Yeah, god- so apparently the uh, overall the earners in the stock, you know, uh people still believe in this model. Cause I mean, you know, yeah, well, apparently it's profitable somewhere. People wanna people wanna it recreate sucks. recreate the new MMO model. And that's what they're looking for this. But there's only been a couple of successful, like super successful ones. Destiny 2 was successful because, I mean, people are still playing that to this day. I mean, they learned to a degree from Destiny 1 and they reapplied and they started making more story content, more combat content, more guns, all that stuff. But it really does like these, 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 these games come down to what it comes down to is these micro movements within the game itself. And, cause and also that's what, what they're read, betting on. Also, even with what you said in that article, they said they would have been in the black money wise with all the failings if it wasn't for the the over the over expenditure yeah. in advertisement in comparison to what happened with the COVID crisis. Yeah. So that lets you know that the shit is still coming. So this hope that it's just going to disappear because it's not making money and this righteous group of gamers are out here that's nah, saving dude, it's not going to disappear. It's like it's kind of it's kind of. I don't. I don't know. That's just my humble opinion and take from from the whole thing. I, I didn't want to spend that much time on that shit. My bad, bro. No, but it's the interesting concept of the business thing. I think you took me a little bit aback by it because it perked your interest so much. By the way, 
Um, cause I thought it was just going to be kind of a boring article read, but you know, now that I'm thinking about it, it's the concept is, is that like you did say and point out that they would have been in the black had they not had to spend the money on advertising the way that they did. And this, this concept of the, the game as a service model, it does, it's like, it's, it's betting on consumers to be hyperactively excited about microcosm changes within a game on average. It's not big story content changes usually. It's sometimes you get DLC like Destiny 2 can release DLC at 39.99 because they're adding a crap ton of stuff to it. But for the most part where they fell with like the Division 2 and games like that is they're betting on the microcosm, the costume stuff, the stuff that they saw even with uh loot boxing when it came to like Overwatch with people like spending gold coin to, you know, pull random stuff from loot boxes on those. But the problem is is that the majority of gamers like that stuff. I like that stuff. Monster Hunter, I like the costumes and stuff like that. But I prefer an Iceborne, like a full-fledged new add-on to the game that does have costumes included. But when they talk about this, like when you talk about costuming too, dude, like some of it's lazy. Some of it's reskins of different character models. Um, and people can see through that. Like when you total sidebar, total side sidebar. Speaking of Monster Hunter, though, yes, and then we're in the news section, yes, and we kind of talked about Wonder Woman, and we talked about the release on HBO Max. The movie is supposed to open up on December twenty fifth, but another movie that I saw, I don't know enough about. Isn't the Monster Hunter movie supposed to come out? Yeah, Monster Hunter movie supposed to come out. Let me see when the release date is. I don't know if it got pushed back to twenty twenty one. Movie release date. That's not monster movie. It said December third. It said December third, twenty two thousand three. I was like, hold on a second. Let me tell you, December third, twenty twenty. It's supposed to come out December third, so just a few days from now. I don't know where it's going to be coming out on. Uh, if it's going to be theaters or if it's going to go right to digital. I'm a little. The Mila bitch from Fifth Element in it, ain't it? Yeah, Mia Jovovich, directed by her husband, Paul W.S. Anderson, who is a horrible director. He's made one good movie in everything he's directed, and that was Event Horizon back from 97. Alwick, two, Mortal Kombat. He also directed Mortal Kombat. But Paul W.S. Anderson did almost the entire Resident Evil series. Uh, he did that Three Musketeers movie a couple of years back, the one from like 2011. He did, um, you remember that movie Pompeii that came out? Yep. Like, he did Pompeii. Like, that's the... I actually kind of like Pompeii, but I mean... I didn't watch it. I like Pompeii, but I wanted I like, to watch I mean, it. I mean, it's a historical, you know, yeah. like, it's, it's, it's a little fantasy in it a little bit, but, I mean, yeah, it's the story of Pompeii. It's interesting, fucked up Pompeii's story. I mean, fascinating. I wonder what those people... Right, right, right. Now, I've always wanted actually, to visit. A nice B film. Mm. It was, I enjoyed it. And I'll probably watch it, but it's like she's even like I think in the trailer I noticed that she was using the dual blades with a uh, with the uh, uh, the fire ability in it, and she was using it against Rathalos, and I'm like, well, Rathalos is strong against fire. Why would you do that? Like you're never gonna make it to G rank like that, Mia. Like no, you can't use that. And I apologize for earlier kind of going off into my cognitive dissonance that's associated with my alcoholism and, and how it's attached to Marvel Avengers. Because I like to hammer stuff in there. I like Thor's hammer. I like hammering it, Norse <laughs> stuff, Valhalla. You know, that's why I didn't want to go. I was, I'm defending shitty games. As I'm just being a contrarian like with Anthem. Um, but, like, 
But yeah, no, no, dude. Like, like, I'm glad it brought us into the the Monster Hunter conversation. Well, yeah, that's nipples, tits. That's something. Sometimes I read these articles and I'm not thinking a full amount about what I'm actually reading. Sometimes, but yeah, you're right. There was a good conversation that came from it, though. Go back to. Um, I don't remember what episode it is. When did we talk about the live service games? Was that just like three or four? We weeks talked ago? about it a couple of times, and that, that's it's, yeah. I think it's a good ongoing thing, especially yeah. with the streaming and net neutrality and everything. I think it's all kind of weird, con- uh, weird connectivity in it. Maybe I'm wrong, you know what I'm saying? But uh, it's a weird singularity that's happening with it. It's kind of it's kind of strange, especially Tom Ready Player Two coming out and kids are failing schools. It's a bunch of weird shit going on. So. It's it's one of those subjects in that streamline. I think is a reason why we keep talking about it. it keeps coming up. Yeah, and it's it's going to continue to come up until developers start to abandon it. Um, and like like you said though, like this happens over time though because the gaming industry goes through trends. I don't know if you've noticed this too. One of the trends that is starting to trend downward is battle royale. The battle royale style is starting to trend downward within gaming. Uh, there's less engaged players right now outside of the major ones like Apex, um, Call of Duty, and Fortnite. What was the Floppy Tails? Or, um, what is it? Uh, Fall Guys. Flip, 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 oh yes, Fall Guys. Flip Fall Guys. Fall Guys. But yeah, the majority of battle royale games though that are releasing on the market are failing pretty fast. Um, new battle royale games. Occasionally, there's one that sticks, but even Apex caught a lot of criticism for their last season. Uh, which I stopped playing that a while ago, but they caught a lot of criticism for their battle pass style in their last season, and Fortnite is starting to catch a uh, downturn in number of players actually logging online to Fortnite. So it's kind of okay. interesting. Yeah, it's, it's okay. So maybe games gaming as a service live service will start and all to kind of shit will go down. Okay, all yeah, right. that's fair. We'll see. What do we always see that sticks around? Nintendo <laughs> and single player stories. They always stick around, man. Always. All right. Next piece of news. Games with Gold announced uh, for December. Um, I literally have zero interest in any of these games, but Todd, I'll read it off to you in case you think something's in here. Uh, The Raven Remastered. Bleed 2. Saints Row Got Out of Hell. Stacking. Literally have zero interest in any of those. I didn't even like Saints Row is like one of those games like I played the fourth one for 20 hours and it was silly and stupid and over the top and nah I'm good I moved on any interest in any of those games at all yeah I mean yeah. hey man I'm 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 excited about getting on some Valhalla Cyberpunk 2077 me too next piece of news we only got a couple we only got two more articles uh, but next piece of news, Watch Dogs Legion, somebody's been tracking the price, and they said it's starting to drop in price rather rapidly. Um, I don't know if that has taken into consideration. This article was written on November 20th, so that was actually prior to the, all the sales going on. But Watch Dogs Legion, they said it's $34.99 on Amazon UK, $49.99 on Amazon US. Um, it's got a 35% discount in the PS store and the Microsoft store to $38.99. I'm sure that's still going on. Um, it looks like it's getting good reviews. People are enjoying the game. I don't know. So this brings me to another curious question because Watch Dogs Legions I'm still interested in for sure. Right. Like right. The, the whole concept behind it. But right. I did notice that the game came out almost to little to no fanfare. 
and it was a well-reviewed game. It wasn't a bad review game. People seem to be enjoying their experience with it. But is this just kind of evident of the cycle of, and I was thinking about this earlier while we were talking, that maybe people are thirsting for new IPs instead of repeat cycles or repeat games or repeat coming back to the same, like Assassin's Creed. It almost seems like Assassin's Creed, and I know you gave, you gave a great review of Assassin's Creed, and I'm interested in Ragnarok, but it almost seemed to me like Assassin's Creed and Watch Dogs came out to less fanfare than they normally would. But maybe is that the console launch that's interrupting COVID, and we got all kinds of stuff going on too, maybe. Assassin's Creed is a personal favorite because it follows like historical trends and, and yep. narratives that I'm personally interested in. Watch Dogs pissed in my grits in the beginning of it, and I'm more of a GTA fan <laughs> yeah. as far as that's concerned. Yeah. Watch Dogs 2 was pretty cool. Watch Dogs might be all right, but um, I'm also seeing that Cyberpunk probably is going to do Watch Dogs things better than Watch Dogs does. Yeah. Um, not to, you know, my thing is it pissed in my grits in the original game like the, i just did not release. it was just too broke yeah like assassin's creed wasn't the greatest game in the world but it changed things for me and i'm just a fan of it um so i'm always fuck with it they count on that they can bank on my cash so and i'm glad you brought that up because it can be it's a bit of a skewed review because i really thought it hadn't been too many assassin's creed that i haven't enjoyed uh i wish i could have gotten the black flag more i know it's critically acclaimed and objectively one of the better assassin's creed it's cool but i didn't get into that one as much as I should have. Like I think that's what's a cool a cool thing about the series. Watch Dogs Legions, I've been tempted to get it on sale just to have it because I know there are going to be aspects in that game that I enjoy. Like Watch Dogs 2, I really really did enjoy a whole lot better and I would look to see, like to see what they built on that uh in Watch Dogs 3 or Legions. Um but from what I saw some of the new aspects to kind of draw you into the game were a little bit oversold. Um, and maybe that's part of the issue with it. Uh, I don't know. I'm just not a huge fan of the, what, what Watch Dogs does. So maybe that's why I'm not, I'm not the best yeah. person to get that one. Um, but comparing the two, I think it just depends on what type of fan of it is, that you are. I mean, yeah. obviously, they're on the third game. Uh, I do think there is some truth to new IPs um dropping but it's another thing like people say they want new ips and they hate gaming you know as a service games and fortnites and everything else like that but like are you gonna you know when they do drop new ips you know most of them get shit on like what, what's the ma- I, I need to know the math on where the money is and clearly if they're remaking shit i mean the money must be in in established ips that they know people will go out and spend money on like assassin's creed instead of you know, that's that's kind of always been a part of the game, too, though, honestly. That's been a waste. I mean, we just did top seven to 80s movies. How many fucking sequels did they do of First Blood? How many sequels did they do of Rambo? Like, it's human behavior. It's nothing new. Well, um, it also brings it to an article that I read, and I had it uh, up here already, but it was NME.com. They actually interviewed uh, Jim Ryan, the CEO of PlayStation. And he, the whole concept of the article was how risky new IP launches are. For companies, um, it's just like sequels or spinoffs. You already have an existing game. You have an existing fan base built in. But when you're talking about new IPs, um, you know, he said, we're making great to quote the article. He said, we're making great games now. And we certainly plan to continue to make great games. The thing with those blockbuster games is they need a blockbuster release to recoup. They cost more than a hundred million dollars mm. to make these days, and in order to be able to do that and bring new IP to the market, you have got to have a box office release. I mean, that's a uh, great perspective. That's a great point. 
I mean, who doesn't want an amazing release? You know what I'm saying? You gotta have it. Yeah! And like, but at the same time, I'm super excited about them re-releasing the Mass Effect trilogy. Like, super duper excited about. I'm excited about that, dude, because I, I I finally get to play it. Like, I'm so on board for it. I finally get to play through Mass Effect, and I get to play it like not having to go back in time and you know get it on PS3, and, which I still play. But it's kind of exciting to you know see what they're gonna do with it too. Very excited. Yeah. Very excited. <laughs> I need to watch that movie again. Um, but yeah, let us know what your thoughts are on this. Uh, next piece of news. Last piece of news, Todd. Golden Joystick 2020 award winners. You want me to start with the game of year or you want me to go through some of the smaller categories? Do what you feel, sir. All right, let's start with the best storytelling then. Best storytelling went to Last of Us 2. No, thank you. Uh, best multiplayer game went to Fall Guys. I don't care. Best visual design went to Last of Us 2. Um, let's see what else we got here. Studio of the Year went to Naughty Dog for Last of Us 2. Um, let's see with some of the other ones. PC Game of the Year. This is where I get excited. I get very excited. You know what the PC Game of the Year is? Death Stranding. Ha! Number one game of the year for me last year. Death Stranding. PC Game of the Year. Thank you. Um, and that was a year where Persona 4 came out on PC for the first time. Um, next piece, let's see here. PlayStation Game of the Year was The Last of Us Part 2. Xbox Game of the Year was Ori and the Will of the Wisps. I need to play those games, man. I've heard they're Me fantastic, too, dude. Me too, broski. I do. Nintendo Game of the Year, Animal Crossing New Horizons. I totally see why. I t- now I see why. Now I understand. Uh, happy Chinese. So Hong Kong, Hong Kong. <laughs> happy happiness in that game. I get to I get to hang out with my animal buddies and build bridges and chop rocks. Uh, most wanted game game God of War Ragnarok. Critics' choice. Hades. Hundred percent on board with that. I absolutely loved Hades. Um, and then ultimate game of the year. I just can't get behind the choice. It's The Last of Us Part 2. I just can't get behind Last of Us Part 2. It's it's a good game, but I don't even think it's going to break my top seven, if I'm being honest. Like, I just don't... I, it was just such an angry freaking game. It's only because you fear the queer, man. I love no, I don't. Now that, it's, now that it's changed my mind, man. You don't need to be like that. I, I don't no. need to be like that. We don't need to fear the queer. Um, I like. Um, nobody does. I'm buff. I'm bad. I'm bigger than you. No, it's, yes. I'm buff. I'm <laughs> better than, than you. you. Yes. Yes. And I'm stronger too. Bitch, I'm buff. I was singing um, that the other day. My wife's like, what are you singing? I was like, a song Todd made up about Abby and Last of Us 2. And then I added on to it just at the very end. I said, I don't even know why I did it. I said, ain't, ain't nothing, ain't, ain't no uh, such thing as halfway crooks. I don't even know why I threw that in there. But it nah, I'll, makes I'll bullshit aside though. Like I'm, I, I guess I think I'm supposed to be pissed off about that. I mean, no, I'm not mad. Ghost, I just Ghost don't of care. Shushima, Ghost of Tsushima is my personal favorite. It's probably still gonna end up on my top, uh, my number one game of the year. You know, spoiler alert. In fact, any kind of combat, like I'm playing Valhalla right now, I compare it to Tsushima. So if it gets Tsushima's close combat, to the combat was the best combat of the year for me. Yeah, easily. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And just if it can keep up at all and be on par at all. Um, I fucks with it. Um, but yeah, was that the last piece of news? Yeah, that was the last of the news, man. I don't, I don't, 
I didn't see anything else. Hey, if we're missing anything, let us know. Um, well, on game deals, Valhalla's yes. on sale right now. Hopefully Sorry, game is, deals. Uh, hopefully, it's on. Hopefully, this will still be on sale by the time it's recorded. Will though, Cyber Monday's coming up. I know Valhalla is on sale for like forty four to forty seven dollars right now, so that's on sale. Not bad, I guess. Super Mario three D, blah blah blah. Miles Squadrons on Steam is on sale for twenty three ninety nine. That's worth it. That's for right. dang sure. That was a great right. game. Squadrons is the shit. Squadrons going to end up in my top seven of the year for sure. Me too. Um, let me see anything else. Destroy see, All hey. Humans twenty three ninety nine. Greedfall nineteen ninety nine. Sekiro, if you haven't played it, thirty eight ninety nine on Steam. Definitely worth picking up. That's game of the year for me for twenty eighteen. Twenty eighteen. Twenty nineteen. No wait. Twenty nineteen was Death Stranding. That was number two last year. I forgot. Cuphead, fourteen ninety nine, fantastic. Bioshock Remastered, five bucks. Definitely, if you never played those Bioshock games, love those games. Um, also, the Nin- normal PS Plus sales are going on, and Nintendo's you know. got a bunch of sales going on right now too. I picked up my third copy of, uh, uh, what is it? Dragon's Dogma. I picked up my third copy of Dragon's Dogma on the Switch because I got it for six bucks after my Nintendo points. So. I'm finally. I got one sale. I got one sale that's specifically for you, and I know this will warm your heart. Like Amazon has a Cyber Monday deal for Luigi's Mansion right now for thirty nine ninety nine. Oh, it's so good. Um, so uh, good. Fractured, the fractured butthole is on sale for Xbox. So right good. Now, like eight sixty. Uh, like Avengers twenty four ninety nine on Amazon. Um, I may pick that up on Xbox then, just so I can play it in the game room. I need to. Uh, Which had lots of good sales, man. What well, else? And if y'all find out some sales, let us know. Yeah, hit us up on that. Um, Fall Guys, right now, three dollars on Steam. We'll be playing that tonight on the Steam, on the Tribe Game wait Night. To hear that fucking insanity. That's it's gonna, gonna be so stupid and beautiful. And those get the last time we did that game night was a few months ago, and that was a lot of fun. So I can't wait for it tonight. Um, yeah, that's it, man. We're on to the round table. I guess we're going to talk a little bit, just kind of shoot the, shoot the shiz just for a moment well, we, here. We spent a lot of time giving good reviews this week. We, we went did. ahead and did a lot of news that kind of ran a little bit long. I mean, we could just run through what we did on Thanksgiving. Yeah. So we could have people tell us how their Thanksgiving went. You know, nothing too major. Keep yeah. it light. Keep it sprite. Do what the fuck we like. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Nighty night, motherfucker. What do you think, man? You want to go first or you want me to go first? No, nah, I'm really. Yeah, I think you had a more. You had a much more eventful Thanksgiving than I did, and I think it, it's a. Uh, I'm just interested to hear about how your Thanksgiving went. With besides the six hours of playing games, like how that that's, played out. That's what I did. Well, we both play games, and we're going to talk about that. Yeah. The surrounding circumstances around it. I think this is a different Thanksgiving for most people, regardless of how it played out. I'm just interested on how your your Thanksgiving went with your family and friends. Man, we went over to my mother-in-law's family. Um, I literally sat out in the garage for six hours and played uh, uh, Monster Hunter on the Switch. And I got to slap back a little bit on the COVID thing. And that was kind of fun because somebody was talking about the death certificates thing. And I got to speak from a place where I actually know because my mother uh, runs one of the largest hospice units in the uh, one of the major metroplexes in Oklahoma. And she turned me on to some knowledge about how those death certificates are filled out. And I got to actually explain to them. It's like, yes, if they have COVID and they died at the time of COVID, they get COVID on the death certificate. 
if they had another condition that made them more susceptible to the symptoms and the conditions that COVID causes, they also put that on the death certificate as well. But the primary cause at the time will be COVID. That's how it works. And uh, that shut a bunch of people up. So that was kind of nice. Getting to slap back a little bit. Hey, real quick, Bob just finally messaged back. I'm going to read this on air and I may regret this. I said, do you want to say anything right now? He said, what does Bryant and a Catholic priest have in common? And I said, what? And he said, a sex tape. <laughs> so says bootyism. So says, I can't believe <laughs> no, it. I got to get on the game with him tonight, man. Like yeah, It's been man, a minute. That, I really do. Y'all motherfuckers are crazy, bro. I love it. I fucking love it. So, yeah, so, I mean, okay, so you got uh, everybody's dealing with the COVID way thing, the way that they're dealing with it, mm-hmm. so you had to deal with, you know, because it's not a real disease. Everybody knows that, and it was a fucking plot to fucking put Biden in office and Kamala here. Everybody knows that. It it's going to disappear now. Um, How was the food? Uh, not good. Not, not, not a fan, dude. Not, not a fan of people, like, not knowing that, like, when you bake, like, when you do a turkey, like, you gotta, like, really go in on it with the juices and, like, injecting it under the skin and just, like, constantly throwing it on top of it. And, like, so you gotta make that bitch sexy. You, you do. Make it thick. It's thick already. You gotta grease it up. You, you gotta, gotta grease it up. It. You, gotta you gotta marinate slap it. That season in there. You gotta, you gotta slap gotta... it a couple times. You gotta cut the spine out of it. Like, you really, like, go for it, man. Like, make it a, make it a turkey. Like that was the whole thing. And then just like, like somebody like made some like weird ass spinach casserole that was watery and like, no, no, I don't, I'm not going to mess with no watery spinach casserole. <laughs> like that's not my thing, bro. Um, the yeast rolls were good. I could say that. And my favorite dessert was the dessert that I made and brought the wop. <laughs> well, yes. Yes. Actually the dessert I brought is called slutty cheesecake bars um and they are delicious but they're made of three layers the first layer is cookie dough the second layer is oreos and the third layer is cheesecake so good luck not getting fat while eating those um sounds like something went wrong with the wop it did man it did like that's why i was so excited yesterday when my wife brought home barbecue because that barbecue was to die for like that was amazing dude and uh all i'd eaten that day was tuna rolls i made for myself that was really it man uh how was your thanksgiving mine was that sounded like an amazing thanksgiving bro but yeah i had a great thanksgiving i didn't fuck with anybody i played uh, i love it and i made a random assortment of non-traditional uh thanksgiving stuff i didn't have any dry ass turkey i had uh thank god right right which i mean nothing wrong with that i mean don't get me wrong i wanted the the normal turkey's already a dry bird too right and i and i grew up with you know hams and uh, everything else and but you know we had the macaroni and cheese green beans uh made double steak i had popeye's chicken and fucking biscuits and shit and the morning started out with like the local donut place you know how i am with donuts with the fresh croissant you do love the donuts bro man i'm i'm gonna get diabetes the covid induced it's okay though like i've been i've been stress eating it's fine i was never a donut guy myself hey man there's nothing wrong with that kolaches yeah, kolaches. That's that was we. That's what we ended up getting. though, like from the kolache place, it just was a a non-stressful day. Like we didn't go anywhere. It wasn't any weird family arguments, and it was just. Oh yeah, like, that was another was part. Cool. I got to overhear somebody scream at somebody else. I don't know what the context was, but it was a lot of fun. 
Right. You know, and this is my mom's birthday. Shout out my mom. Happy belated birthday again the day before. So I got a chance to speak with them. Did a little bit of Zoom in. I talked to my sister for like an hour. Happy belated birthday. Without you, I would not have one of the closest friends I have. So thank you. Oh, man, that's dope. And she didn't guilt trip me into like hanging out, which was cool because I mean, shit, she just had a pacemaker put in and my grandmother got cancer and shit. So it was kind of like, baby, if there was a year to sacrifice and just be cool. Yeah. Well, we know God willing, everything will work out next year and everything. But, you know, we that's what the technology is for, baby. That's, that's what it's for. Good. I was like, you know, thanks for taking me off the hook because I ain't feel like I don't have that kind of money right now anyway. Like, let's just chill, chill out. We got the show to do, you know. Um, but, yeah, I had a lot of fun, man. Um, just hanging out, bro, and just being thankful and appreciative for all that we've been able to do. Thankful for the show. Thankful me too. for a lot of stuff uh, I was thinking about the show like that. I was like, man, but how the fuck? Because, you know, initially I was playing it and I was like, oh, man, this shit is whack as fuck. And then I text message you on Thanksgiving. I think I was like, oh, no, nah, it's reeling me back in because it was just you one did, of those man. Yeah. A beautiful fucking day outside. Um, You know, and it, it just it I was able to kind of meditate on appreciation. It's, a, you know, it's a lot of real shit going on right now, uh, personally and across the board. And I think that, um this year in particular gave an opportunity to kind of really, really be appreciative of making it and, and getting through. But I am, again, as usual, truly interested in hearing what the tribe did for Thanksgiving this year. Me? What's going on, if it's any sales or, or what the fuck is, is happening. And uh, I'm sure we'll have some interesting stories on, on what they actually did there, this Thanksgiving, what they're thankful for, if you will. Um, I'm personally thankful for you, sir. Uh, well, thank you. I'm the- thankful for you, too, sir. Uh, but you know, you know, we've, uh, you know, um, and and everybody in the tribe, my extended family, and not the negative tribal sense where we want to bang people over the other head, over their head, and keep them away. The negative tribal aspects of of gaming is a. Uh, was it Phil Spencer that said that, or was it the? Well, anyway, I, I don't want to get too far off track, but just like the the natural aspect and positive aspect that we focus on, trying to bring people together, the the human tribe, if you will. Um, but yeah, anything else? Like, did you have any questions about my um Thanksgiving? Because I'm scared to ask any more questions about your Thanksgiving. I feel it's gonna get into some weird, you know, uh, places, and we don't even necessarily go there right now. We can maybe save that for later. Uh, but because my shit was pretty uneventful and, and pretty chill. Mine was too, man. Like, I didn't really have any questions, but like you said, dude, I want to hear what the tribe did. That's what I'm more interested in. Um, and speaking of that, you guys, we want to grow this tribe. So do us a favor and go on to iTunes, leave us a review, drop us a review on Google, uh, follow us, tweet out, whatever you need to do. We just want to grow the tribe. We want to make this thing like big as possibly can. And don't forget for the cop, for the cost of a cup of coffee a month, you can get one bonus episode a week. So, I mean, we'll absolutely, you know, and you can ask you can ask the Patreon people, the STT yeah. Triple OGs. We try to give back as much as we can too. So it's random giveaways. In fact, speaking of that booties, Bob, I ain't forgot about your twenty six sixty seven for the random uh snozberries, uh snozberries. Um, you know, shout out Rob Harden. And it's funny how people give give back in a weird way. I don't want to put you out there, but thank you, sir, for giving back. Um so yeah, if the iTunes do a review, give us five stars, get entered into a giveaway, you know. Trying to grow this thing, man. Keep it going, man. Absolutely. Absolutely. Let's keep it going. Get us the five stars. And again, agree if disagree with our opinions, let us know. Skip the tutorial podcast at gmail.com, stt underscore pod, facebook.com backslash skip the tutorial pod, instagram.com backslash skip the tutorial pod. 
And as we always do before we sign off, stay humble. I want my PS5. I want my PS5. I'll be, I'll be nah, stay humble. And <laughs> yes. No. No. Don't I'm not going to be humble until I got my PS5. <laughs> Is Roy Jones going to get knocked out tonight? Yes. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Tyson punch out his ass. I don't know, man. This is gonna be interesting. Steroids. Speaking of that, I rewatched that music video for Godzilla, the Eminem one, and I forgot Mike Tyson shows up in that video. It's such a bizarre like cameo moment. It was just like, what are you doing in this? Mike Tyson said that battling makes his dick hard, just like the Spartans. <laughs> Think on that. Greco wrestling. Greco <laughs> in the nude. Oh, my God. Have a good night. Stay humble. Good night, Cambo.